0: Welcome to Talk no Jutsu, I'm Smug Donuts here with my wife Spiral Fish Cake and we're here to talk about anime.
1: Anime is an important part of our culture!
0: On this episode we're going to talk about our favorite anime villains, then we're going to talk about some anime we've been watching recently like Attack on Titan season 4, My Life as a Villainess, and Kaguya-sama Love is War. By pain. Is still far greater than yours!
1: So, it's Mug Donuts. Let's yes. talk about our favorite villains.
0: Why don't you start?
1: So this character, I'm still kind of like debating in my brain whether he's my favorite villain now or not. Lad from Vinland Saga. First of all, if you have not seen Vinland Saga, you should go watch it. It's a great anime. Still, of all the anime I've watched over the last couple months, still my favorite anime I've watched this year. And a lot of it is because of Lad because I feel like he's not a traditional villain in the sense that the main character, Thorfinn, spends so much time with him and he teaches him a lot actually in a way he's also not only the villain but a father figure to Thorfinn and I think their complicated relationship is what makes him an interesting villain and another part of I think that makes him an interesting villain is how complex he is as a person I think that there's a lot of layers underneath why he does things and as you kind of go throughout the show and you get to know him a little bit better not only is he this really cool fighter guy he's also this guy with a lot of interesting motivations behind why he's doing things things and thought processes and ideas on different things. So, I love Asclan. He's a very interesting villain. He's definitely one of my favorite, if not my favorite villain. So, what's your first favorite villain?
0: One of my favorites is the guy that we heard in the clip, Pain from Naruto. I know that this is a Naruto theme podcast, so I'd like to bring it back to the roots every <laughs> once in a while. The roots. <laughs> Okay, but legitimately, Payne's arc in Naruto will always be one of my favorite arcs of all time and definitely my favorite arc of Naruto. It's all because... Out of all those arcs, I feel like we see the most devastation brought by Pain. The other people do stuff that it's worse for the world, but it doesn't hit home quite as much as Pain's arc. In Pain's arc, you see people die and you see him destroy things that are very important to the main characters. And it really hits really hard. And the anger that you see on Naruto, it's a lot stronger and more meaningful coming from moments like that and to see naruto struggle and fight against pain i feel like it makes the arc even stronger knowing that the villain is just that much more terrible to the things that naruto really cares about and the things that Naruto's friends really care about. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to do this small thing and it'll hurt you.
1: So it sounds to me like you're saying pain causes yes. a lot of pain. Yes, yes. Wow, that's very deep, man.
0: And even though he does that, his pain is still far greater than ours. Plus the look is iconic and like the backstory is super good as well. Do
1: you think that Pain gets his nail polish from Hot Topic?
0: Do you think that's true for most of the Akatsuki members? I think
1: so. I always wonder where they got their black nail polish from.
0: The world may never know.
1: I think that Pain is probably one of my favorite Naruto villains too if not my favorite just because like you said the whole arc is really good. I mean I feel like Naruto gets acknowledged a lot during that arc. You really see Naruto stepping in to become a hero. I feel like pain, you can see where he's coming from with a lot of his anger and a lot of his feelings because of the way that he was treated and the way he was growing up. And so you really do see, once again, a character that if Naruto had let himself succumb to some of that anger and pain, could have become himself. Of all of the villains up until that point at least pain definitely causes the most destruction and it's really crazy to see i love the fights with pain too i think they're really great i think they're awesome i just think he's a cool character again because like you were saying there's just a lot of destruction he causes and not only that but he plays on your emotions right you understand like i said where he's coming from but there's also just a very big emotional aspect to his character there's a lot of anger there's a lot of suffering there's a lot of frustration that he's holding in the whole time and it just comes out in this form of totally destroying and breaking all of the things that as a viewer you're like oh my gosh he's destroying things that I've become to care about so it's an emotional arc and he's a very emotional villain to watch and I like not only Naruto's character development through that arc but Payne's character development too so, my next one was my for sure number one anime villain before Askelad came into my life this year. Makishima from Psychopath.
0: Yes. Makishima is so good. She
1: is so cool and cold, man. I've seen a, a bunch man.
0: of lists talking about psychopaths and they always talk about the other villain in psychopaths they don't talk about makashima and i'm like what the other villain is way worse not as cool and interesting and I don't understand it because Makashima is the coolest. (laughs) The whole point of the show is they have this ultimate thing for finding villains and putting people away in jail or killing them before they commit crimes and it doesn't affect him at all and he uses that for absolute evil. Everything he does is so next level. It's unbelievable the kind of plans that he comes up with. They're just so Mm -hmm. evil and yet they're so well thought out. Like you'd think that a mind like that as crazy as his would be a little bit more More bent out of shape but his mind is so logical and he's so smart.
1: He is so smart and that's part of why I really like him is people back here playing chess. He's up over here playing like 40 chess but yeah that's part of why I like him because he's so smart. I think my other thing that I really enjoy about him is you see along the way there's a lot of crazy scary villains but he's using all of them. Yeah he's
0: orchestrated this entire thing.
1: He's using them.
0: It's crazy.
1: And at the end, you're like, wait a minute here. I've seen the villains before this, the scary villains before this. And yet here we are. This man is using them. He's got this big mastermind plot and they're just pawns in his game. And I know how scary they are. So if we have some mastermind using them, how scary must he be? Yeah. And he really is. And the thing is, too, about him is I love the dynamics between him and Kogumi like a lot of that show really is like a cat and mouse game between Indeed. the two of them and it's like which one's the cat which one's the mouse we're never really sure and I just like the the dynamics between the two of them I think that it makes the plot really interesting because you're always sitting there like seeing also kind of where Makishima is coming from with some of his ideas and also wanting him and Kogumi to just like battle it out.
0: And I love how those two interact with the Kanhei as well since you kind of see the person who believes that their ideals can be imposed on the world compared to Akane who believes that your ideals should be put into the world through the system and then there's another person Mm -hmm. who wants their ideals to break the world (laughs) basically.
1: Yeah Makashima really tests both Kogumi and Akane and what they believe and what they think and how far they're willing to go with the things that they believe and the values that they have and I really like that about him he propels their character development forward and the story forward in really unique and interesting ways
0: yeah agreed so my next one is Frieza from Dragon Ball Z you did get that far in Dragon Ball Z right
1: I did I saw Frieza
0: yeah Frieza he's got the finger guns <laughs> it's a bit like Yu Yu Hakusho if Yu Yu Hakusho was an anime villain sorry if Yusuke if Yusuke was an, from anime, Yu 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 Hakusho villain. Was an anime villain he would be Frieza spirit guns.
1: Do you think Yusuke grew up to become Frieza? Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> you heard it here first on Talk No Jutsu.
1: I always thought Frieza's voice was annoying. On
0: the dub, yeah, he's like,
1: yeah. Goku <laughs> 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 Yeah, he's just like that. <laughs>
0: Bit more toad than I am. Toad from Mario. When I he really 10. is. About
1: <laughs> I literally don't remember that much about Frieza though, except him just being obnoxious to Goku all the time that's really what i remember
0: you don't remember anything about frieza Not really. he's like the og person that everybody remembers that's like oh you think you've defeated me but i haven't even shown you more than one yeah, percent of my power I do
1: remember that Just him this is
0: now my final form <laughs> and then my final form has a final form Yeah, he's that guy. I think Frieza's awesome. And I think it's funny how when you put it all together, all of the characters in Dragon Ball Z are named after food. Kakarot's named after carrot. And then Gohan's named after rice. And Piccolo's named after pickle. And then you got Frieza, who's named after the freezer.
1: (laughs) I mean, Cell. Who's Cell named after?
0: Celery, I guess? I don't know. Maybe just literally a Cell. Obviously, it doesn't go on forever. Maybe it's a food seller. Oh, that's bad i mean
1: frieza freezer
0: (laughs) but yeah frieza is really cool because he's so dangerous that you have to take him far away from earth because he would just destroy everything he's like a complete planet destroyer and goku knows exactly how dangerous he is and even using just about all of his power goku still can't overcome frieza until the last moment and it's just Watching the Frieza fight is iconic. Everybody remembers it. I feel like it's the first big fight in Shonen that I remember really falling in love with. And to me, that's everything.
1: So you thought it would be another <laughs> villain. How but many it was times? me, Dio.
0: How many times are we going to make this joke?
1: <laughs> Till the end of time. Forever. Until the end of time. Forever.
0: You thought your first kiss would be Jojo. But it was I, Dio.
1: Yes, you guessed it. My next anime villain character is Dio.
0: Brando.
1: From JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I feel like I've fallen in love with Dio because whenever I think of great anime villains he's who I think of and I just loved him so much. I don't love that he's evil but I just love his ridiculous extra-ness and his whole vibe. I love his whole vibe. In
0: season one of of JoJo. Season
1: one especially. He like
0: jumps out of the carriage all extra. We've talked about (laughs) him
1: many a time before on this podcast but we never get sick of talking about Dio because he is just amazing honestly I don't think there's any other villains like him or there's no other anime characters like him he's just such a unique soul
0: can't he be beaten by just like the sun (laughs) 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 I mean
1: don't go spilling his weaknesses (laughs) like that come on He has a big reason as to why I like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure so much in terms of the first season and the second season. Because we've only seen up to season two of Stardust Crusaders. I think the thing I appreciate most about Dio is how comedically evil
0: he is. Yes, that's my favorite thing. over
1: the top evil. Just like evil at any turn.
0: Like the narrator's like, if you didn't know better, you would think that him and Jonathan are best friends buddies based off of how they act on the football field and then (laughs) on the rugby field or whatever and then it like zooms in they're like (laughs) ah these people think we're friends but little do they know i will destroy him and take everything he has from within
1: (laughs) he's always just plotting evil that's what i love most about dio he's great what would you say is your favorite dio moment
0: My favorite Dio moment, gosh, there's just so many.
1: I think I have mine, top ones. I really like all of his JoJo comments towards Jonathan. Anytime he's like, oh, Jonathan, so you thought you could defeat me or whatever. Just anytime they fight, those are like my favorite moments. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is when he fights Jotaro and he's like, oh, so you're approaching me? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. And then, of course, the iconic, but it was me i love all the scenes
0: i think my favorite part is there's this part where he has defeated one of the good guys and they're like dead but he checks to make sure they're dead and <laughs> then he like checks their breathing yeah and <laughs> I he, that part. Th- they're not really dead really but he's like has to be so sure and so he even <laughs> like checks their heart the heart beating to double check, triple check, quadruple check and it's like what what is this guy doing? He he has he, to be okay, so sure listen. that he literally checks their heart rate.
1: He's fought with the Joe Star family before. He can never be too sure about anybody.
0: Oh yeah, that's my other crazy moment, is that like he straight up be like you think he's dead, but he'd be coming back as like a head at one point. <laughs> oh, and then my he like gosh. finds a body and I'll it's like never the craziest that. thing.
1: I will never forget that. That was wild. That really made me realize why it's called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, for sure. I was like, "Mm, this is pretty, you know, this is pretty good anime, but would I I consider this bizarre? And then I was like, "Mm, I don't know. But that moment, I was like, wow, this really, this is bizarre. Or when you think Dio's going to
0: die and he just grabs onto a car. (laughs) You don't remember this? No. He grabs onto a car and it drags him to a body that he can drink the blood of.
1: Oh, wait, I think I do. Yeah. Oh, man, he's... Dio always be pulling something. He's always got something up his sleeve.
0: Dio's crazy. easy crazy one. So my next one is Lady Satsuki from Kill la Kill. And she's not the most villainous person, I will say. But she is a very threatening and imposing woman. She's Uh, scary. Yeah, when you see her on the top of the school in Kill la Kill, you're like, oh no. That is They're going to have to climb that. and, And she's up there there clicking her heels like you pigs in human clothing i will never forget that
1: yeah she has some iconic lines so kill a kill is one of the earlier anime we watched together mm-hmm. and she's still in my mind reigns as like one of the supreme bad women of anime she could probably just glare at somebody and they would be terrified
0: yes and she has (laughs) learned at people and they have been terrified
1: i feel terrified i'm like not even there
0: for sure yeah i would never cross her
1: no i would she's not even real never crossed and i would never cross her no she's not real but like you can't be too sure another thing that i like about her is how commanding she is she's really good at getting everybody to do what she wants
0: what's that other thing she says
1: I know what you're saying. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, is it
0: Ask not the sparrow how the eagle soars. That one. Oh, my favorite it's so one. good. That's my
1: favorite one. Oh it my so god. Good.
0: And I live by that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, she has some great quotes. I mean, Ryoko's is pretty cool, I guess. No, but she's got don't, don't nothing. Don't compare, don't on Lady compare. Satsuki. If you haven't seen Kill la Kill, you should I watch swear. it just for. Are, Lady are you
0: seriously comparing Ryoko and? She's the main character. I mean Mako and Lady Satsuki, maybe. <laughs> But Ryuko, I would argue Rich Mako, Ryuko, Rich <laughs> Mako and Lady Satsuki could go, in terms of being the most villainous, could go head to head maybe. But Ryuko, mm-mm. don't lose your way in your mind.
1: Oh my gosh. Also, if you ever watch Kill la Kill, that song will play a thousand times. Can you at least
0: agree with me on Just that? Just be
1: prepared.
0: We've got to be as one. <laughs>
1: Stop. I can't with that song. Too much.
0: Don't lose your way in your mind. Oh my god. No?
1: No, I'm sorry. I can't get behind you on that song all I right i can't be with it does play
0: that. a little too much but i like it it's it a good is song a
1: bop honestly i will okay i'll admit it is a bop it's just that i've heard it five billion times
0: during the first time you watch the anime not since then it's like w- yeah. when you're watching it the very first time every time something cool happens it's not like oh it's ryuko's theme it's like every time something cool happens you hear don't lose your way in the background and it's like what's happening
1: people aren't losing their way that's what's happening
0: i guess not
1: so my next one is Garon from Full Metal Panic.
0: This guy is similar to Dio in that he just keeps coming back. He
1: does.
0: how he be doing this? Oh
1: my gosh, he's wild. So he's also one of those kind of comedically evil guys. He really be bothering our guy Sosuke for like no reason bothering him about his past as a child soldier just like being weird and harassing him he's also one that i think has a lot of good plans he made up some really interesting plans to really screw up mithril and really interfere with everything that everybody had going on he caused a lot of problems for sosuke he caused a lot of problems for tessa he's just an interesting interesting guy and The way that things end up with him and Sosuke are pretty interesting as well. He really pushes our our main guy Sosuke to to the brink. That was a hard arc to watch for sure.
0: He is proof that Fullmetal Panic is not just a comedy show.
1: You can sometimes forget and think oh this is just a fun comedy show and a lot of times Full Metal Panic is a fun comedy show with romance but other times it's also like a for serious action mech anime war anime with some serious emotion and evil going on thanks to our guy
0: Garon. So, my next villain is somebody who I think of as really iconic that maybe not everybody's heard of. It's Vicious from Cowboy Bebop. Vicious is this man with this long white hair. Always wearing this black jacket. He's got this bird on his arms. You see snakes whenever he's mentioned. And he's kind of an edge lord. But he's just so cool every time you see him that you're into it. You're like, you know what? I'm edgy too. It's fine. (laughs) And we can be edgelords together. We can be edgelords together. And he has this really cool history with Spike Spiegel where they were friends and then some history, some stuff happened with them and they became enemies. And now Spike is a space hunter, bounty hunter guy. And Vicious has turned to crime syndicate, being the leader of a crime syndicate. And he's that really big bad at the end of the story that you think of. And when he's first introduced... There's this shot that is my favorite shot and it's probably one of my favorite shots in all of anime in my top 10 where Spike enters this church and there's this amazing music playing. There's all this imagery of all this church imagery as he's approaching Vicious for the first time in the series. And it's just absolutely gorgeous watching them in their shootout at the church and watching him fight against Ficious for the first time there. It's just incredible the directing in that scene and vicious just seems so imposing so powerful so cool and you remember him for the rest of the series even though he doesn't pop up all that often that is such a iconic scene it stays in your head and you go oh when are they gonna fight that guy and so when they do eventually fight him it's really cool even though he hasn't been there the whole time Oh, and I also, I find his Wikipedia article really funny.
1: <laughs> What's it say about him?
0: Sorry, this is villains.fandom.com. Full name, unknown. Alias, vicious, venomous snake. Occupation, leader of Red Dragon Crime Syndicate. Power skills, high intelligence, swordmanship. Hobby, killing those who oppose him. <laughs> trafficking drugs
1: oh you know as you do
0: goals become leader of red dragon crime syndicate succeeded turn spike back to the dark side or kill him maybe
1: (laughs) (laughs) you'll just have to watch cowboy bebop to find out
0: crimes murder kidnapping drug trafficking type of villain power hungry crime lord quotes (laughs) when angels are thrown out from heaven they become devils you agree don't you spike and there is nothing to believe in there is no need to believe oh
1: my gosh (laughs) that's some good stuff right there
0: i especially like the killing those who oppose (laughs) it
1: that's his hobby (laughs) hey what do you do for fun oh you know i just kill people who oppose me. whoa
0: that is not cool i would not do that
1: oh well i also do drug trafficking yeah
0: everybody says that's not cool you have no idea how many people oppose me hey at least i'm busy (laughs) Turns out killing's not cool with most people, so I, I guess I guess I got a lot to do. Gotta, I gotta kill him <laughs> Oh, vicious! What do you do after work? You know, I'm really involved in my hobby <laughs> of killing people who <laughs> oppose, oppose me. me. <laughs> really, not like aviation or like any like like bird watching. Or I may mean, I get my bird and my snakes, but I watch him. Yeah, mostly. I kill people who oppose me mostly, and traffic yeah. drugs though. <laughs> that's my thing really
1: <laughs> oh my gosh so my next one is, is more of a group if you will of individuals
0: do oh. they wear a black nail polish no we'll oh, okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> a group of individuals the homunculi and father from full metal alchemist brotherhood the homunculi, for the most part. My least favorite is Gluttony because he terrifies me. Yeah,
0: Gluttony in both versions it just makes me uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, he's scary. My favorite homunculi is probably Greed. He's pretty cool. I would say Envy and Lust are
0: pretty good too.
1: They're kind of like the main ones.
0: I've and- always hated Envy
1: i love to hate envy you know
0: i don't like envy i don't like hating envy i just wish he didn't exist
1: you know i love to hate envy. he's just such a like a a bad villain you know you just oh he just i like he makes you so angry when you see him cool
0: i like pride
1: can't go into too many details about some of these homunculi because they're kind
0: of secrets super secret
1: you know who else we like father Father's pretty cool and he's got a very interesting background we won't go into much detail about him either because that might get into spoiler territory but what we find out about him really is crazy to me it was one of those moments where all the puzzle pieces kind of start fitting together in this show lots of things that you weren't sure about before start making sense and just some of the the ending scenes with him are really cool i really like him as a villain and i really like the homunculus.
0: I'll go ahead and say a group as well. Oh. Team Rocket from Pokemon. Okay. Now, they are not the biggest bad, I would say, in the world. They are clearly villains, though, and that's why they get to be featured on this episode.
1: They are the most iconic.
0: I like the dub of them because James is... He's a rich kid, right? Yeah, he's so, got like a he's got haughty this, voice. like haughty, like, ooh you know yeah i feel that and him and jesse they're just are they dating
1: we'll never Can we, know hold
0: on no hold up seriously though are they dating give me your opinion in are my, they dating in my heart, headcanon
1: in my headcanon they are although i'm not so sure how good their relationship is because they say a lot of mean stuff to each other
0: i'm just saying i've seen marriages not last as long as team rocket has been together searching for pikachu <laughs> so if they're not married maybe they should tie the knot like,
1: they might as well. It's not like they, they could see could be getting anyone tax else. benefits. Meowth could be their child. They could claim him <laughs> on their taxes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Claim Meowth <laughs> and Wobbuffet as a dependent. I mean. Nobody yeah. has a good counter to that. No. Especially with Wobbuffet around.
1: Here's my thing. I think that they're hilarious. I love their sass. Whenever I see Team Rocket memes on the internet, they always crack me up. And it's literally just lines from the show lines that they've just said to each other. There's this
0: really horrible line that I always remember where mm. Jesse and Misty have to work together. And Jesse's like, Oh, my word, doing that, you look so pretty. And Misty's like, Really? And she's like, Pretty ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my
1: gosh, Jesse is like, wow. so savage. Yeah, they're that's savage. right. She's a villain. But I love them for it. They might not ever be able to accomplish any of their goals, and they might just be too busy blasting off again.
0: But them and Ash are in every single episode of Pokemon except for like one or two, and they are my first introduction. In all of media, to the idea of fourth wall breaking, because the writers only lasted so long writing Team Rocket where they had to be the villains of every single episode before they started getting really meta with their jokes and being like, oh, I guess we're gonna blast off in a second, you know?
1: I love that though. I love how cheeky the humor is.
0: The the humor in that gets super cheeky, where they totally recognize the fact that they've been searching for this Pikachu forever, and it doesn't make any sense. But they have to rationalize it to themselves, or they talk about how they're like, "Oh, I guess I don't know why we try this because it literally never works." <laughs> <laughs> they can recognize their own incompetence in this really funny way to me. And also, they've been with the crew for so long that it's the first time. I've I saw in media where the bad guys really start to get to know and get to work with the good guys because they get stuck in situations where they have to work together and you start to see the bad guys as more of real people because of the fact that you can empathize with them when they're actually working with the good guys and I'm like oh that's kind of interesting. It's just fun that throughout the show you start to view the Team Rocket as some of the main characters as well even though they're the antagonists.
1: (laughs) They're basically just another staple of the show.
0: Also they They show up as a different character, like just wearing slightly different clothes in half of the episode or more. And Ash is just like, who is that? It could be anyone. If I was him, I would be suspicious of every person I ran across with purple hair who was hanging out with a person with red hair.
1: It's not their fault that Ash is so dumb.
0: Yeah, but like eventually you would catch on. Oh, there's a Meowth. I should probably be suspicious. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah you'd think but they don't
0: it's team rocket and then they do their little intro
1: For real. Well, my next one is N from Hidoro. I really think this guy is cool. His character design is super cool. Basically in Dorohedoro, if you haven't watched it, there are sorcerers and there are non-sorcerers. And the sorcerers are thought of as the bad guys by the non-sorcerers because a lot of times they'll like practice their magic on non-sorcerers and it's really not very cool. Well, N is a powerful sorcerer and he's got this super cool character design in my opinion. He's got this like, red hair and then he's got this mask over his face. It looks like muscle almost. There's no skin and it's just teeth. And what he can do is he can manipulate mushrooms. So he can transform people into mushrooms and things into mushrooms. No. I know does not sound that cool. That
0: sounds terrifying But when to you me. see
1: it, it's crazy. He destroyed a town from... his mushrooms.
0: If that was real, I would be as far away from that as possible. I do not like mushrooms.
1: And the show itself is just very weird and grungy.
0: When you mm-hmm. watch
1: it, and he I think makes for a really interesting villain. His power is both terrifying and a bit quirky, and then his personality is also a bit quirky. And then he's kind of the leader of this group with two of the other villains that I really like. And so, just seeing the dynamics of them together and seeing him as a leader is really cool. So, here's your next one.
0: My next villain is the Anti Spiral from Gurren Lagan. I feel like there are so many good villains in Gurren Lagan, but in my mind, the Anti Spiral is the a perfect example of at the end of the series, they go ahead and just take the entire concept that they've been working with, and they turn it and be like, Okay, here's the exact opposite of this concept, and we're just gonna fight the concept itself, <laughs> and it's crazy. It um, is crazy. The AJ Spiral
1: so good.
0: The series builds up on this idea of what a spiral is, on this idea of evolution, and then you see how that can go wrong, and you see reason and go, oh, we need reason in our life. We need somebody who's going to tell us not to evolve and to be reasonable about things. But the Cuban spirit overcomes anyway and can fight against the anti-spiral. And who cares? You've got to be the drill to pierce the heavens, even if the heavens are the crazy anti-spiral villain threat that kidnaps you people. And it's amazing. I'm
1: like getting really pumped up thinking about it. I'm sorry. I love Gurren Lagon so We love Gurren Lagann. Much. It's my favorite You're your all the time.
0: you got your Kamina
1: I do have my blanket Kamina blanket on. out. Actually, that's funny.
0: Making me feel inspired.
1: Admittedly, the Anti-Spiral are not my favorite villain in Gurren Lagann, but I do love how Gurren Lagann just keeps on building and building up and up and up and just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right?
0: Is your favorite Lord Genome?
1: Maybe. We'll talk about that later. We'll see. Oh. So in Gurren Lagann, everything just keeps getting bigger and crazier and like more powerful and stronger and the anti-spiral are just such a big thing out in the world that you would think would be impossible to fight against but of course our gang of wonderful main characters in the show show us how you can fight against something that maybe you wouldn't have thought that you could. If you just believe in yourself and believe in the me that believes in you, you can do it.
0: Can I just say that I grouped this in with all of the other Gainax and Trigger anime because Gainax and Trigger have very similar things where at the end they fight against a concept or something very close to a concept that is the opposite of their main theme for the show. So if we're talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion they fight against a concept that is really big and important and Shinji finds his individuality basically. And In Gurren Lagann they find that evolution can help you become stronger no matter what and help the human race grow and in in Kill La Kill they realize that wearing clothes sucks. Uh, um and clothes are oh, there's the there's something else in that other than the clothes things i guess <laughs> that's all i remember <laughs> impro mare they find out that fire is good <laughs> 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 but let me just say i really love villains that are just concepts they fight against and i'm a huge fan of that stuff when it grows and grows and grows like in darling in the Franxx, when they're fighting bigger and bigger and bigger villains and you think that the big villain couldn't possibly get any any bigger and then all of a sudden it gets even bigger than you could possibly imagine even the last villains of this anime that I know a lot of people hate the last villains in some of these anime. I really enjoy that. Probably a controversial opinion. There's my hot take for the day. (laughs) Fire is good.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Next person I got on my list. Kaiki from the Monogatari series. Yes. I love Kaiki for so many different reasons. First of all, have we seen the many outfits that he wears?
0: And how his outfits change clothes as yeah, the Yeah, Monogatari goes season. On. Two. How is that Bake even possible?
1: Monogatari season 2 is peak example of that when he Kitagi end. Si- yeah, when he's sitting in the restaurant with Shinji gahara and sunglasses on. <laughs> His Hawaiian shirt keeps changing colors and his glasses keep changing. I think my favorite thing about Kaiki is in Monogatari, you have such an interesting cast of of different types of characters, right? And I think my favorite thing about him is he is just so not having it with so many people. (laughs) He's just like, I guess I'll do this for money or whatever I feel like doing it for. I'm just gonna do whatever I want to do, even though I don't really want to do it. I feel as though he has a lot of very interesting motivations for things. I see him as like a very complex person. I also see him as simple at the same time. He is a conundrum in my mind because he also just does what he wants to do.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And he pretends like it's for money when sometimes I don't even know if that's true.
1: Yeah, cause sometimes he'll do nice things. And then sometimes he'll do evil, manipulative, really bad things.
0: Like when he sold that school a bunch of (laughs) charms.
1: When he's doing all his shady dealings, shady Mm -hmm. spiritual dealings stuff, fake spiritual seller stuff. I do love Kaiki's art, like his character arc. I do feel like he has become more and more good as we've seen him go along, less and less shady. I just love the air of mystery around Kaiki, you know what I mean? Like I'm never totally sure what he's thinking or what he's doing doing and if I he's feel like, actually a good person. I feel like
0: he's the only person who can go toe-to-toe with Hanekawa. They both scheme and they both know a lot. I guess the big sis character toward the end I don't want to spoil about knows a lot more than Hanekawa but I feel like Kaiki can totally go toe-to-toe with her when it comes to that. He's always a mystery to Hanekawa.
1: Yeah he seems to like, always know something that we don't know and I love the way he runs.
0: I got two favorite things about Kaiki. The number one is that like Speedwagon he's best wife (laughs) (laughs) He is best waifu. And number two is that he can run. The boy can run. Indeed. He's just like straight arms. Perfect running form. Beautiful. Truly beautiful. So my next favorite is Himiko Toga from My Hero Academia. I love Toga. We've been over this before. She's great. I subscribe to the My Hero Academia culture because of Toga only. She's my That's the only reason you watched My Hero. The only reason I watch My Hero is so I can get another glimpse. I dig the outfit. We've been over all this. I won't go too long, but I love how they picked a very plain outfit of this girl who's just a schoolgirl with a sweater who's got these crazy messy buns and it's very deceiving how she looks and it all ties in her character really well and she's got these shifty yellow eyes kind of creep you out a little bit when she's (laughs) going a little crazy.
1: I think that's a great way to describe her. A little bit creepy. She makes me feel uncomfortable every time I see her, but I also like her. I kind of want to know her and Mm -hmm. be her friend, but I'm also kind of want her to like never be near me ever. It's confusing.
0: Absolutely. And what amazes me about her, again, she can take on all of these superheroes, super powered people, and she doesn't really have super strength. She doesn't really have super agility or the ability to fly or anything. She can't do any of that. No matter what she looks like, she is always just a human being, and she's learned to adapt to being a supervillain. It's really cool.
1: My next villain that I have is Shishio. Maroney Kenshin. I know I have talked about him before because he is so cool. First of all, what makes him really cool is his look. So he's covered in bandages from head to toe because his body was burned all over. And that's part of what kind of gives him some of his abilities is because of all of the burns all over his body. And what I really like about his character is, first of all, he's super evil. But also, you kind of understand where he's coming from because he wants to get vengeance on the people that did this to him. Understandable. His entire body basically was burned and he was used by the government essentially and that's not cool. So I'd be pretty mad too. But he really pushes Kenshin in terms of what Kenshin is willing and not willing to do when fighting somebody because Kenshin is pretty much a pacifist in the whole show after being a manslayer in a previous life I suppose. Now he doesn't want to kill anybody and Shishio really pushes his decision-making on that because he is just a really bad guy and really hurts a lot of people. And the lengths that Shishio is willing to go to, to get to what he wants and to hurt people that he wants to hurt is really crazy. Like he's willing to sacrifice some some stuff. The fight with him and Kenshin, all the fights with him, they're so cool to watch. I was on the edge of my seat watching that. It's really good. He really makes the show, I think. The whole arc with him in it really makes the show.
0: So my next one is Muzan from Demon Slayer, also known as Michael Jackson on this podcast. Um, (laughs) I make fun, but this guy is a cold-blooded killer. He's legitimately terrifying and I haven't seen that much of him. You cross him for one second. You could be his friend. You could be his enemy. You could be just some guy on the street with a family and he's going to just use you and kill you, turn you into demon or something. For no reason.
1: Yeah, he is scary. I'm terrified of him. Every time he's on the screen, I'm just like, what is he going to do? And as I think towards the future, I'm like, how is Tanya going to be able to take him on?
0: Yeah, Demon Slayer does a really good job of making you feel like this villain is legitimately powerful and terrifying and even the place he occupies when the villains are meeting together it's like incredible the graphics on the screen yeah. it's like whoa crazy. this is something i've not seen before this is next level
1: it really sets the mood for how scary things are
0: i think his design's really cool i think that the plot around him is really cool i think that you see the people underneath him and they're all really powerful already and he is just absolutely vicious and you understand that at a gut level of how vicious and terrifying he is and it's not like you have to be told that they show you muzan he freaks me out legitimately
1: So next I have Knives Millions from Trigun, and he's a character in the show who is related to our main character, Vash the Stampede. I won't say how, but basically, they have a fundamental difference in worldview that is big. You find out that Knives thinks that you should kill the spiders to save the butterflies. Vash thinks you should be able to save both. Knives thinks that Vash is naive and thinking that that that's possible so that kind of leads them down different paths because the thing to know about Vash is that despite his reputation he's actually a pacifist much like Kenshin like I said he wants to save everybody he views all life as important and Knives not so much Knives does not view all lives as important he views some people as superior to others Just their fundamental differences in values, I think, makes him a very interesting character because he really pushes Vash a lot like Shishio. He really pushes Vash to do things that he wouldn't necessarily normally do. And it's really interesting to see how he's able to manipulate others in the show and to kind of push Vash in a certain direction. And I just think it's interesting seeing the two of them and how they each turned out so different. Just seeing their relationship and how that all works out to me is really interesting. I think that he's... Really, one of the only villains in the show that I see really shake up Vash's normal, calm personality. I think that the show does a really good job building up to him as a villain. And as the viewer, you get more of their background. I think he becomes even more interesting as the show goes on. He really is a scary guy.
0: So, my next villain is Cell from Dragon Ball Z. It's the series right after Frieza, and he just gets more and more powerful over time especially perfect Cell and the kind of stuff that you see in his arc is absolutely insane first of all at the beginning Goku's not there to save them and so you see all the people try to fight against Cell and they just cannot do it no matter what they're just taken down one by one and not only just taken down but also Cell takes attributes from them completely murders them so you can tell how evil he is and the entire world can't stop him they know about him it's not like some of the other situations where they don't know that they're in threat the world knows about cell and they try to stop him and they can't And finally, Goku comes to the scene, and he's done all of this training. And even Goku can't take Cell down. And you just have this visceral understanding that, oh, this Cell guy, he is so incredibly powerful. (laughs) And there isn't anything that we could do about it. And there's just this fear that you get from watching the Cell saga. And it really is a saga. Admittedly, he's the one I think of when I think of fights that went on for too long it's like okay so how can we watch this show And they've been fighting cell for like three years and <laughs> i still haven't gotten to the episode where they've really like does feel like that put a scratch on him but then again i was watching it week to week and it was like oh my word when is this gonna stop
1: His character design to me is what's always very memorable. Yeah.
0: Originally, it looks really weird and awkward. Once he's perfect cell, he looks so cool.
1: My next one is Lordgenome. I really like him because I think he sets up really an interesting sort of view on the world for everybody. In the first part of the show, he's this thing that's standing in the way of life being bigger and better for everybody, right? We see him as the guy who's keeping everybody from being able to be free and not being forced to live underground, so he's kind of shown as this king ruler of everybody and forcing everybody to live underground and I just think the fight between him and Simone is so iconic. Yes
0: absolutely. That
1: scene where Simone's standing in front of him and he's got his arm crossed and he's talking to him about How he's going to beat him. That's just really cool. And I think that Lord Gnome himself just is designed really cool.
0: Yeah, his whole design from bottom to top is amazing and memorable. And his name is a pun off of the word genome, which evolution and the spiral of DNA is like a main part of the series. And so somebody's Mm -hmm. genome is part of their DNA, their whole DNA.
1: His relationship with Nia is quite interesting too. He's just an interesting guy guy you know he's just shown to be like i said this lord ruler who's forcing everyone underground but you know as we find out things may be not quite what they seem
0: my next villain is another naruto villain i feel like i should just go down the list of every villain from naruto so let's start with orochimaru (laughs) orochimaru is another one of those villains that is on my list not because i particularly like orochimaru but because he legitimately scared me at the beginning of the series he's masquerading as one of the students and he does all this crazy stuff and then he talks about wanting sasuke for reasons and it's the Legitimately scary, the stuff he wants to do to Sasuke and the kind of stuff that he is using trying to get people to come to his side for power. And he legitimately is terrifying the way he fights is terrifying and it's very clear very early on when he fights with the third hokage it's very clear he's willing to go to any lengths no matter how disgusting or how evil to win and it almost seems like he wants to prove a point by being even more evil than anybody else
1: right because the third hokage was his sensei man Yeah. And he's willing to smack down his sensei, you know? Another thing about Orochimaru, I feel like the scene where his head gets super long is burned into my mind for the rest of my life. That was terrifying yes that's
0: what when i said that he legitimately terrifies me i was also thinking of that scene yeah when
1: he's like turning into a weird snake creature like his body's just normal and then you just his neck just gets super long and i'm like what is he doing snakes
0: are legitimately terrifying
1: yes he's
0: just the fact that he came out of nowhere in a place where we felt like we were safe like in this exam
1: right I'm like okay I'm just gonna watch these kids battle it out trying to become shinobi seems normal enough to me I know they're talking about how people might die or whatever but it seems like nothing really that bad is gonna happen right then Mm -hmm. boom he just comes out of nowhere and he's all scary and freaky and creeping me out but I do like Orochimaru I like his character arc I think it's pretty interesting if you've seen Bor you know what's up. All
0: right, what's your next one?
1: Isabella from Promise Neverland. Ooh, Promise Promise Neverland. Neverland. Yeah. She's an interesting lady. There's something about her. Look in her eyes. Kind of scares me.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's creepy how motherly she is and yet how also villainous she is.
1: Yeah, I feel like she would... Tuck me in at night and then also say, if you move from this bed, I'll kill you.
0: And the crazy thing about Isabella, in my mind, is her situation and her intention. She isn't that far off from just kind of being one of these kids and i don't want to spoil a bunch of stuff but it's not like she's in a crazy big position of power over them they're just fighting each other and isabella she's motherly and she acts like a mother to them but she is terrifying and it's not like she has some kind of superpower she's just an adult and they're just kids and they're really smart kids And she is a really smart adult, but still, they're not far off from each other. She's just a really smart human, there's nothing special about her, and yet she's terrifying.
1: I think the thing that scares me the most is the switch that she flips, being motherly and then being evil. She can go from being the nicest lady one moment, and then the next moment she's chasing them in the woods tracking them down trying to discipline them in ways that are scary
0: and it's terrifying that what is so scary is that she just wants to be their mother and take care of them inside of this house that's all she wants to do she wants them to live in the house she wants to be motherly to them and that's enough for you to be terrified of it i'm not going to go into why or anything like that but oh my word So my next one going down the Naruto list is Itachi. And Itachi is an amazing villain, first of all, because he's got the Sharingan, the Mangekyou Sharingan. And he's always challenging Sasuke, telling him that he's not enough. You don't
1: have enough hatred, Sasuke. You have to kill your best friend to get the Mangeko Sharingan.
0: That's right.
1: You don't have enough hatred. I'll never forget the meme.
0: Of, of Itachi grabbing yeah. Sasuke up on the wall yeah. by the neck.
1: You know what's great about Itachi? When he was looking for Naruto in the first part of Naruto, he knocked on the door. He said, Naruto, you in there? Knock, knock. He's so polite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite thing about Itachi? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the look you just gave me just now you're like really
0: like I thought you were gonna say something actually,
1: actually
0: like scary or terrifying
1: <laughs> nope that's it he just so not be like, a
0: cool guy he nice no <laughs> solicitors oh man
1: <laughs> rats gotta go <laughs> Uh no, I just thought that was funny. He's like coming to kidnap a child, and he literally knocks on the door. He doesn't just like break it down and oh, steal Naruto. Word. I like Itachi's aesthetic first of all. I think it's pretty cool. I like any version of Itachi, like Akatsuki Itachi, younger version of Itachi, like all sorts of different looks he's always looking fly he is really scary he's got this intimidating look to him i think it's the eyes
0: and it's really intimidating that he gonna trap you in that genjutsu and you're gonna be stuck being stabbed by knives for 10 billion years gotta go through that seven times and even after all that he's still not gonna kill you and time's gonna be so slow in that period that it's gonna feel like a bajillion years but really it only takes a second and that doesn't terrify you you want to go up against that Good luck. You better be like, oh, Genjutsu's of this level do not affect me.
1: You better be a master at avoiding genjutsu. Yeah. I feel like there are so many cool Itachi moments throughout the series. And I love how complicated of a character he is. That's the one thing that Naruto does so well. You think you know somebody. You think they're for sure 100% a villain. And then you get to know them more. And you're like, wait a minute here. Maybe there's more to this than I thought. I feel like Itachi is a perfect example of that. So the next one I got, he might not be the most popular of anime villains but Sarumi from Golden Kamui. So he's this guy he's got a very interesting look. He was shot in the head so he's got like this plate on his head that looks really menacing and these burns underneath both of his eyes and together they just look very scary. So he's a soldier and he's the main villain I would say of Golden Kamui because he's also looking for the skins for this treasure basically in golden kamui right they are looking for these prisoners with on their backs or on their bodies have tattoos to a map of treasure and he's also looking for them and the way he goes about it is very scary he's just like peak chaotic evil he just does stuff that is just off the wall weird like season two he meets this man who likes to make suits out of skin and stuff It's very creepy. I was so uncomfortable. I really had a hard time watching season two. But him and Surumi get along so well and Surumi uses this guy to make fake skins, right? It's so crazy. He encourages the dude to have a fashion show with the stuff that he's made. It's creepy and gross and weird and quirky beyond reason. Like Surumi is quirky and chaotic, evil at its finest. That's the best way I could describe him. Everything about him is crazy. He's really fun to watch. I feel like I never really know what he's going to do and that keeps the show interesting.
0: So next on my list, Madara. He straight up manipulated people over the course of generations somehow and got what he wanted, the infinite Tsukuyomi. And he's just so extremely powerful. And you think, oh, there's literally nothing that you could do to stop him. Even if you take him down, that's not enough. He still comes back. It's crazy. When you're watching, it's it's just like, how, how do you stop this man? And To me, it is such a shame that Madara is not the final boss of Naruto Shippuden. His arc is so cool and it's so worthy of being the final thing because he threatens just about everything. The stuff that he does is part of every single part of Naruto. All the way back through history, he has been affecting things and it's just crazy and amazing. And the fact that it seems like there's nothing you could do to stop him.
1: My favorite scene with Madara is where he's going to fight a bunch of the hokage and he's like do you want my shadow clones to have susano or no and you're like oh man so he's basically asking some of the most powerful people we know of in the show whether or not they want him to go easy on them oh my god and it's just one guy versus like i don't even know how many of them were there but there's a lot of people there and you're like oh he evil evil this is not a joke he is not someone to be trifled with so my next one is a group, the League of Villains from My Hero Academia. I know you like Toga. I know Toga is your favorite League yes, member. Yes, absolutely. Who, who do you think is your second favorite? Twice. Yeah, Twice is pretty cool.
0: Toga and Twice work together, so.
1: Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. I really like the leader, Shigaraki, honestly. I think his design is really cool. I like the hands all yes. over his face. I think his power his is really His history is really cool, too. Yeah, his history is really cool. The thing I think I love the most about the League of Villains is how I feel like I understand where they're coming from because all of them have powers that aren't necessarily easily used as hero type powers and that's not their fault. Like I think one of my favorite things about the My Hero world is that there are quirks that lean more in a villainous direction and it's nobody's fault that that's what they got and they're just kind of stuck with it right. and seeing how they deal with it is interesting I also really like Dobby I think Dobby's super cool I feel like we don't get to see him super often but when we do he always is doing something cool I love his character design I think a lot of the people in the League of Villains have really cool character designs
0: yeah that's true
1: I hope we get to see more of them in season five
0: me too because in my hero I feel like my hero is really cool with all the different villains they face but really I'm there for the League of Villains the League of Villains is where all the really cool stuff happens all for one is really cool
1: all for one versus all might i will never forget that fight that was so incredible
0: absolutely
1: peak my hero right there
0: peak my hero and i'm all about the league of villains every time they're involved in the story you know it's gonna be a good story my next favorite villain is sasuke uchiha surprise sasuke's a villain now so sasuke has been the villain of my anime career for a long time i feel like (laughs) growing up he was the bad guy in anime for me personally just because i hated him so much (laughs) because he made naruto annoying I felt like before Sasuke left the village, Naruto was fun and enjoyable to watch. And then after that point, Naruto wouldn't shut up about Sasuke. And anytime Sasuke wasn't involved in the episode, it was a good episode. Okay. And every time they talked about Sasuke, it was an annoying episode. But listen,
1: if he can't help just one friend, how's he supposed to be Hokage? That's true.
0: That's true. I I can't even talk against that. That's absolutely accurate.
1: Naruto is the wind to Sasuke's fire.
0: Oh my God. You're right.
1: (laughs) Okay, straight up though, I also think Sasuke's a villain. That guy made sweet little Naruto cry. How Mm -hmm. many times? Mm -hmm. So many. Right? He made so many people suffer. So many people got hurt because of him leaving the village. Being a big dumb. There are so many other ways he could have gone about his life. But no, For real. He's just being a difficult man. I get it. I hear it. Because some people, when they say, oh, you don't like Sasuke because you don't understand him. I feel like I do understand him. You know, I see where he's coming from. He's very angry at Konoha. But there are many other ways to go about it besides ditching all of your friends, trying to kill your friends, being a big me pants for no reason.
0: Besides being annoying
1: being annoying. Yeah, there are lots of ways to go about it. And you know, he chose the path of evil.
0: I'm not about that. I don't think that anybody should be about that. I don't want to encourage it. And the anime just hypes up this man and everybody acts like they're in love with him. Even Naruto acts like he's best friends in the world, even though Sasuke just betrays him all the time. And I'm just mad all the time.
1: Okay, I got a hot Naruto take. Do you want to hear it? Drop it. Shikamaru is a better friend to Naruto oh! than Sasuke ever was. Oof. I said it. It's a pretty deep cut, said right it. there. I said it. It's true. Speaking of Sasuke and Naruto, my next one I got is the Akatsuki. From yeah.
0: Naruto. Oh, I love the Akatsuki. I love the
1: Akatsuki too. I'm not totally sure exactly if they accomplish any of the goals that they set (laughs) out to do. (laughs) But that's fine because they look really cool doing it. They've
0: got awesome jackets.
1: They got such awesome jackets. Like the clouds were so cool. The nail polish is cool. Just their whole vibe is really cool. I love them together. They're just like all palling around in pairs, committing evil acts and trying to steal ginger -er 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 Honestly, they seem like... they are having pretty good times together
0: every single one of them is really strong in their own way and is super threatening just by themselves and then you put them all together as a group and it's like oh my gosh how is anybody gonna beat them
1: yeah they have really interesting powers each of them so i know that we both said before that we like pain so who is another akatsuki member that you really like
0: for me it's a bit of an underdog but i really like conan because she makes these paper crafts these flowers and i always thought that was really cool she's i also really underrated. like yeah she's super underrated and i also really like datara because he drops the lines art oh, is an explosion i love that
1: <laughs> data is one of my favorites too he cracks me up. I think that he brings a sense of humor to it all. That's really fun. And it's very creative. How did the author of Naruto think of somebody who makes clay from their hands? I do
0: not like the hands explodes? thing. Can it I just say that? That's why he's not my favorite.
1: It kind of creeps me out. But Is it's that cool. his
0: hands have like mouths?
1: I feel like Toby. It is definitely up there for me. I think Toby's really cool. I like his look. He's so goofy, but he's also actually really strong.
0: My next favorite villain we've talked about all of the Naruto ones on my list now. Okay. So now I've saved my best for last. These are some of my two most menacing, most favorite villains. For me, my personal, most hated villain in all of anime is Tucker from Full Ooh. Metal Alchemist or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. He's in both. I hate him in Full Metal Alchemist Original Moore.
1: He's so bad in both, man. He pisses
0: me off. I want to personally punch him in the face.
1: Same. Gosh, he's such a jerk. I understand. He was backed into a corner. But you don't you just don't do what he did. No. You don't. You no. just don't do no. it.
0: I don't even believe that backed into a corner thing. I think he wanted to do what he did. I think he's a sick man. Tucker, you think of him as just this nice man that's trying to help out. And then it turns out that he is just the most evil of the evil. We should
1: have known his glasses were shiny. They were shiny. <laughs> they are glazing over. Tucker had those shiny glasses and I should have known. We should have all known.
0: We really should have. Can't trust anyone. Can't trust anybody.
1: There are people who have done way more evil things in shows, but there's something about what he did that just makes you so mad.
0: It makes me furious, but I think it's just the fact that what he does to me feels like such a personal betrayal and it doesn't matter if you feel sympathy toward like no matter what you are gonna feel a feeling of hatred toward this man when you watch his story and it just pisses me off
1: so my last one is from an anime i have not quite finished yet but i'm about a little over halfway through that is johan Liebert from monster and i see a lot on lists of villains as him being number one and uh, so far I totally see why because I'm really loving him so far and I'm not even done and let me tell you this man is a mastermind we talked earlier about how Makashima was really good at puppeteering and using people and being a mastermind this guy goes even farther beyond that he's been masterminding people since he was a child and the chaos that he creates and the level of manipulation that he goes to he becomes part of people's families and then uses them and then just tosses people away when he's done with them and when he's done using them and it's just crazy the types of things that he does like the multiple fires and stuff that he started the people that he's had killed or killed himself it's just crazy how far and widespread his evil has gone and just seeing poor dr tenma the main character have to deal with him and the different ways that he's dealt with him thus far have just been really interesting to watch the thing about johan that really terrifies me is he's got this kind of like gentle demeanor and this very gentle voice But then he gets this look in his eye it's terrifying there's something very scary about the look he gets in his eye and i feel like a cold chill i'm like ooh like what is this when we're first introduced to him and he kind of walks by you can just look at him like when he's an adult it's just so creepy there's something about it that just really freaks me out so i'm excited to keep watching more of him because if he keeps going down this path he might turn out to be one of my favorite villains
0: a lot of people have him as their top favorite villain, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised.
1: Yeah, we'll see if he can dethrone Askelad and Makashima. So who is your last favorite villain?
0: My last favorite villain is my personal favorite villain. I know she's not the top in most people's minds. I don't even think she got a fair shake in her own anime. But to me, what I think of when I think of a really cool villain character, that I think is super creative and that I think did not get good enough ending in her story my favorite is nui harime from the kill a kill series she is just legitimately crazy throughout the whole story she affects things here and there she does things almost seemingly without reason and every time it's always super evil but she always has this crazy smile on her face and she's always trying to push your buttons and no matter what she does it seems like she's ultra powerful and there's nothing you can do to stop her and to me the only thing that pisses me off about her is that they did not give her a satisfying ending there's no ultimate fight against her there's no satisfying satisfying death moment or anything it's a shame but the stuff that she can do her powers her ability to sew and the fact that she is so integral to the story and the fact that her design is so cool the fact that she is like the other half to ryuko in a way it's it's really awesome
1: I like her fighting style. She's just like wild. and You never know what she's going to do. You just can't predict where she's going to be and what she's going to be up to. She just says some of the craziest things.
0: You cannot predict her.
1: Now that we've talked about our favorite anime villains, let's talk about what we've been watching recently. This part will include some spoilers. So if you do not want to be spoiled for any of the anime we're about to mention, just check the show notes and see which parts you do want to skip to and do want to listen to
0: what's the first thing we've been watching
1: so we watched seasons one and two of unlimited blade works
0: fade stay night
1: yes unlimited
0: blade works that is an incredible anime and i forgot how great it was
1: the fight scenes are amazing yeah you know the joke unlimited budget works is not far
0: off too real (laughs)
1: too real too real the animation quality fantastic Last time we did talk about Fate Zero, and admittedly, after watching all of them now, I think I like Fate Zero better than Unlimited Blade Works.
0: We still got a lot of Fate to watch, though, to be fair. We
1: do. I do really enjoy Reen as a character. I think she's pretty cool. Shiro as a character, he's okay. He's all right. I think the naivete of his ideals really bothers me. Like the idea of a world where everyone's smiling and no one's in pain. Like no one's unhappy. Yeah, but that's sort of the point
0: of the series is that well, that's what I struggle with. His dream with. is stupid.
1: Yeah, but in the end, he still wants his dream to be true.
0: At the end, he recognizes that his dream is faulty and comes to terms with it.
1: But he still wants to do it anyway.
0: He realizes that his dream is faulty, but still wants to do the right thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The jury's still out on that. But can I just say, Archer, still really cool, even though I found out it was just Shiro grown up. But I was starting to realize that, I think, as this show went along. Once you said they could be from the future, not just from the past, I was like, wait a minute. I had said that from the beginning. Wait a minute. The entire time
0: we were watching that (laughs) anime, I was hinting. I was being like, you should pay attention here. You should watch that. Listen to that again. Did you hear what he said?
1: I was just like, yeah, yeah. Because (laughs) every little
0: thing he keeps. He keeps hinting i would go back and replay things to make sure you heard that he said that but it wasn't until he started using shiro's catchphrases that you started to be like man wouldn't it be crazy if he was a future version of shiro or like he and shiro were the same person and i was like uh-huh
1: <laughs> that would be crazy huh that would be I, so I think that's crazy.
0: literally what i said i was like yeah that would be crazy
1: i was just like wait a minute here and then the gears of my brain started really turning yeah, that was funny when that happened. I was like, wait a second here. But, you know, Archer, I think, is still a husband of mine. Even though he is just future Shiro. And Shiro, I don't... You hate Shiro. I don't hate Shiro. I don't hate like him. Because we're watching this series. And I
0: and you're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed at Archer. But I feel like he's still my husband of the series. Just because, I don't know, I still really like him. And I'm like, really? What about the series are you not so sure about you're like i just really don't like shiro i'm like well you're gonna really like <laughs> archer then because archer really, really does not like, like shiro, shiro. <laughs> i don't hate shiro In Unlimited Blade works only but
1: i don't hate shiro i'm just kind of like bored by him To me, he's like a Mary Sue kind of character.
0: Yeah, I get that. There's a lot of that in Fate Stay Night. I think the point of Fate Stay Night is to point at the flaw of trying to be a Mary Sue character, but still point at the fact that it's okay to do what you think is right, even if you're being too idealistic. Being idealistic is a flawed ideal.
1: And I did like that about the series, showing that if you're too idealistic, it's not necessarily a good thing either. I also like Gilgamesh in this. He's pretty cool. The ending with him though, I was like, what just happened to my man? Yeah. He has got like sucked up in a portal and he was so angry. It was cool seeing Reen and Shiro going to college together to the same college that my guy Waver is a part of. I was so excited. I'm like, wait a minute, I think this is Waver's college. And I've just been sitting there like, okay, usually in shows people aren't kept alive unless they're like brought back at some point, right? And I'm like, surely Waver will come back after being in ReZero and be in Unlimited Blade Works at some point, right? And he was there and I was so excited to see him and I can't wait to see him in future stuff. I just love Waver so it's much. It's so
0: funny because you're supposed to watch... Fate Stay Night and you're supposed to watch Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works play the visual novels and then go back and watch Fate Zero and see all the characters that were in Fate Stay Night like Shiro's dad or like Saber is a really good Mm -hmm. one but what ended up happening was I showed you Fate Zero first and you just fell in love with Ryder and with Waver and with Gilgamesh and then when Gilgamesh and also Rean and when Rean Gilgamesh and Waver came back into Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works you were like oh my god it's the (laughs) characters i know and the bad guy kyrie
1: you know what? I'm sorry. Kyrie was being real creepy in Unlimited Blade Works, especially in season two. Yeah,
0: for sure. But
1: I don't know. I still liked him. And he's dead now. I'm pretty sure officially dead.
0: Yeah, it's too bad Kiritsugu couldn't finish him off.
1: Lancer could. Lancer's my hero. Lan-
0: okay. Lancer is the unsung hero of yes. Unlimited Blade Works.
1: Reen's getting creeped on by that Mato kid, and, ugh, he's so creepy. Yelling at Gilgamesh, being like, You said I could have Reen. And Gilgamesh being being like I never promised you anything like that or if I did I don't care and when
0: he does get the opportunity he just acts like a creep
1: yeah he was just like how can I just be the creepiest guy around right now and he did that they should have just left him at the end to just get got by the grail, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: But whatever. They had to be good people, nice, nice people, couldn't just leave him. I really liked it overall. I thought it was interesting. The fight scenes really good. Animation fantastic. The characters were good. I feel as though all of the characters in Fate Zero are pretty important or at least interesting. And I do feel like a lot of the other heroes in this one and masters were pretty throwaway sort of, except for like the main couple of them, but I still enjoyed it overall. i
0: i really like it i like how there's more female heroes in this one Heroic Spirits. i like how saber is featured a little differently in this one and how reen and archer and saber work together reen is just one of the coolest characters anime and i like how we get to see a real romance growing and it's like beautiful and it's real and it's delightful watching reen and shiro together
1: they are cute together i guess
0: i guess (laughs) <laughs> but like the way reen acts sometimes is just so tsundere and i love I her she'll, be, love she'll be wife of the week for sure
1: yeah reen's a really cool character i do like that she's a tsundere i love tsundere so the next one i watched by myself beck you've heard me talk a lot about this anime because i yes. literally cannot stop listening to the music Last podcast I had started the first half of it, now I've finished it and man did it turn out to be so good. One of my favorite music anime of all time. So great. I've been listening to their songs on repeat. Whenever I go to do work on something, I've been listening to the soundtrack just because I love it so much. It was so great seeing the band at the end. We have this projector now and I watched this on the projector, and it was the last concert and this was like one of the first things I watched on the projector because we haven't had it super long and it was like watching a real life concert. It was so awesome seeing their last performance on the big screen and just being right there and Koyuki and everybody were up there playing their last show and there was issues in the band and so for the beginning of their last show it's just Koyuki up there with his guitar and he's just playing and he sounds so good and then they all start to slowly join him together and it was just so great. It made me cry. I was just singing along with them to their songs. There's something that always gets me in music anime or sports anime when they're at their last show or they're like playing against a team that's really hard or a person that's really difficult and you just see the culmination of all of their hard work and this is what this was. It was... Just such a beautiful thing to watch. And finally, there's some resolution between Koyuki and Maho in terms of like their relationship, thank God, because there was like a will they won't they the whole time. The only criticism I had is that Beck eventually does get together. They kind of disband and then they get back together and they go on tour in America. And we don't get to see the tour of America, unfortunately. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, we kind of see what they did through pictures. And Ryusuke kind of goes MIA for a while, but then finally they talk about how he rejoins with them and so that was pretty cool. I would have liked to really see more about their tour. It would be cool if it ever got a second season but I doubt it because this is a thousands anime. It was so good. This show caught me by surprise. It was great seeing their music. It's, it was great seeing their relationships and their band and Koyuki go from this really shy kid who's just nervous to this guy who could just get up on stage by himself and play the guitar and really form this awesome band with everybody. It's just cool seeing seeing people love out their dreams. I'm definitely glad that I watched it. So we also watched My Life as a Villainess.
0: It was amazing.
1: A.K.A. Everybody Loves Katarina.
0: I have not seen a harem that big in a while. We're watching it and she makes the first person fall in love with her and we're like, okay.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Fair like, enough. Like this
0: is weird, but fine. And then, like slowly over time, more and more people fall in love with her. And you're at some point, you're just like, I bet they're gonna fall in love with her too. <laughs> and they do. And that character too. Who and is who too.
1: isn't in love with Katerina? Let's be real.
0: But you know what? We we were watching it, we couldn't stop. It's pretty laid back in the way it paces its story. But we were just like, you know what? This is just a good time. It really was really a fun. good time. It's really well voice acted. It is really um, wholesome? Yeah, for something called My Life as a Villainess, surprisingly wholesome. <laughs> (laughs) It
1: was really hilarious how oblivious she was. Oh, I
0: should have said that Katerina was my favorite villain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You really should have. Literally the most
0: perfect Mary Sue never does anything (laughs) evil character.
1: No, she doesn't. What cracks me up about her though, like I was saying, is how oblivious she is. Because literally everybody is in love with her and thinks she's amazing. And she's still over there like, oh my gosh, the doom ending. I have to avoid it because he might try to kill me. My like, girl, if somebody tried to kill you, he would be the first one to try to attack. I think you're just fine. Like, nothing's going to happen. She was even able to turn someone with dark magic trauma to love her.
0: It's just amazing that she doesn't massage the surface wound and put a Band-Aid on that. She somehow finds a way to heal you in your very soul. And whatever was the problem in your backstory that afflicted you and made you into a playboy <laughs> or into a brooding person or into a super sadistic person, she cures you of it through some magic? I don't know. Through
1: love and kindness. That's what she it's does. It's crazy. I mean, I get it. There have been other harems where I'm like, Really, they're in love with that person, but Katarina, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. She's so nice and kind and smart and funny and hardworking. Like, who wouldn't love her? So, I also watched an anime called Hina Matsuri, which is hilarious and very heartwarming. It is about this girl named Hina who has powers, who meets a uh, Yakuza and ends up living with him, and he basically becomes her dad. It's very heartwarming and sweet and it's pretty much just a slice of life about like i said this girl with psychic powers and Mm -hmm. him having to deal with her and she is super messy and super not good at doing things like she tries to help him you know she tries to make his life better by cleaning the house and she ends up just breaking everything there's another girl that also has psychic powers that's there and she's the total opposite of her just very kind and caring and well-mannered and it's just really funny how different they are it always made me laugh it was really quirky really different sort of show i would definitely recommend it you've watched Hori Mia.
0: Yeah, Hori Mia. I do not know what to think of Hori Mia. So I watched episode one of Hori Mia. I don't think I made it through the entire episode before wanting to drop it because I was so bored. I was thinking it was going to be like a funny, goofy kind of thing. And immediately it just has this like really serious tone. Like it's going to be the shojo where this girl falling in love with this guy slowly. And he's this nerdy boy at school, but he has tattoos and A nose ring outside of school. It's like, oh, he's a bad boy. Is this interesting in some way? I don't know. Now I'm like looking through posts on Twitter and Instagram and seeing YouTube videos come out of this show, and I'm like, this show seems really interesting, and I feel like I didn't give it a good enough chance. (laughs) Like I judged it really quickly to be this girly romance. I feel like I want to try it again. I might come back to it. I kind of want to show it to you because I feel like you would like the bad boy character maybe.
1: We'll see. I keep seeing things on Instagram about it and it makes me want to watch it. So I also watched Ferretta, aka Hajime and his harem of random girls. (laughs) I know a lot of people were not happy with this anime when it came out. They thought it was bad. It was entertaining, I guess. Hachime, the main character, is just basically like an edgelord version of Kirito. (laughs) kirito's already an edge but line like person. even more he's like a tsundere kirito or oh something no. he's just like
0: that sounds like the worst character. i don't
1: care if you want me to help you because i'm not going to because so guess what the hedgehog guess what i don't even care about you or your family i only care about doing what i want yeah he's basically shadow the hedgehog <laughs> You heard it here first. Hajime is Shadow the Hedgehog. He's just so annoying but he's also very entertaining. I did like Hajime's relationship with Yue but she's like a lolly vampire and I've seen lolly vampire done way better in Monogatari. Shinobu. Yeah shinobu. I felt like Yue was like dollar store shinobu. 99 cent store shinobu. Also another thing about Ferretta that was Traumatizing that I had to endure was him doing things to a dragon that nobody needs to see.
0: Yeah, I've seen that scene as well. How come out of all the scenes in that anime I had to end up seeing that one? I
1: don't know because there are a lot of other scenes you Ugh. could have seen instead of that one. Very bothersome. It was weird. It was uncomfortable. i not the same afterwards. Very traumatized and creeped out. You know, this last month I feel like I've seen a couple that I was just like, wow, if I was not... Forcing myself to watch 150 anime this year. These were ones I would have dropped. But alas, I had to continue. Do I have regrets? I do. I definitely do. But you know, I feel like it's entertaining at least. Like there were parts of Arafretta that I did find entertaining. But getting into some anime we did find extremely
0: entertaining
1: Love is War, seasons one and two, which we finished season two today.
0: Kaguya and the president, Shirogane, they have such a great relationship. <laughs> I love it's them so together. Funny
1: they're so cute the season one ending was so satisfying when he finds her crying by trash yes and he's just so cool and he grabs her by the arm (laughs) and he runs away and he's like we are getting her in this car and she is going to see fireworks whether we i'm
0: used to predicting every one of your moves (laughs) so of course i'd find you here it was easy yeah and then, and then later, later, <laughs> he's like cleaning team. the window and it's <laughs> like oh my god what have i done wrong
1: <laughs> i said the stupidest stuff but he and he reimagined. so like, cringy. Oh,
0: of course i remember <laughs> i've been <laughs> guessing your move every move for a long time <laughs> Oh man,
1: what I think I love most about that show is how creatively they show emotions and they show scenes to like give you the full feeling that they're feeling in the most comedic ways at times too.
0: Do you know who doesn't get a fair shake in that show? Who? Chika Fujiwara.
1: You know, she really doesn't. She doesn't get highlighted enough. She is
0: the highlight. The part of the show that all the resolution is chica 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 all the funniest parts involve chica in my mind and where's her little arc where she gets to go through something there isn't one
1: all the arcs where she has to teach yes oh my <laughs> word it's so to... good and those the... are the best those are some of my favorite episodes I, i'll
0: always love the volleyball one the most though because it's just like she's like <laughs> watching him play volleyball and he's like that's my boy. I raised him. I taught him. him everything he knows. Yeah, I raised that boy.
1: I raised that boy. That boy right there. I raised him. That's so funny.
0: Oh, man.
1: Okay, but the last few episodes we watched today were super heartwarming of Ishigami finally having friends that love him with the cheerleading squad is so sweet how he runs the relay race and he loses but they all still support him and cheer him on and he realizes that they're genuinely nice people out there. It was so heartwarming.
0: Yeah, for real. Although it is sad, his backstory.
1: His backstory is sad, but I'm happy for him that he made it through because I love him so much. He says some of the craziest stuff. That's what I think is so good about Love is War that they are four very unique individual characters. Ishigami just is shy and weird and said some of the craziest stuff, but he's also super direct and just has no filter at times, which is hilarious. And Fujiwara is just so happy-go-lucky all the time and just wants everybody to get along and is so extroverted. And then of course you got our two tsundere's of the group President and Kaguya who are always warring with each other but are both obviously in love with each other.
0: It is so good. Watching their internal monologues is hilarious. Then watching what they think in real life it's just too much. It's too good.
1: Probably one of my favorite romantic comedy anime for sure. It's like right up there with Toradora. It was really good. So I watched Monster episodes one through 47. And let me tell you, man, this anime is really, really good. If it keeps up like it is, it'll probably be another nine out of 10 anime for me really good. Dr. Tenma is a really compelling main character. Like I mentioned earlier, Johan Liebert is a really great villain so far. There's a lot of really compelling side characters like Johan's twin sister, Anna, and then the kid that just follows Dr. Tenma around Dieter. And then there's a detective who needs to get a grip. He keeps thinking that Tenma is still guilty somehow. So there are just a bunch of interesting people that Tenma meets along the way too. Yeah, monsters are a really great thriller. Tenma has been through so much already. I don't really want to get too deep into this because you haven't seen it and I really want you to watch it at some point. I would definitely be willing to re-watch this anime even though it's 74 episodes long. There's a lot of interesting things just to learn about Johan and his background and the more we keep unraveling his story, the more and more interesting it is and the more and more complicated it gets. This man is doing so much evil stuff and it's crazy how differently johan turned out and how differently anna turned out even though they're twins so it's definitely been a very interesting thriller and i hope you know our poor main character tenma gets a break at some point because he's been dealing with so much so much stuff so much suspicion of being a murderer winning his job as a doctor just a lot so we also watched one episode, episode one, of a new anime called bottom tier character Tomazaki. <laughs> and this was really entertaining.
0: Yeah, it's like gamer next level version of the snafu guy. Hikigaya. Romantic comedy Snafu guy, Higigaya. But yeah. he's just like he hates the world and he's this school kid. <laughs> it's just like everything's unfair and i'm just moping around all the time my
1: character has
0: zero good stats this girl's just like you know what, i'm gonna help you figure out life because <laughs> life is the best game ever and yeah. we're, we're huge we're really into super smash brothers um yeah, and that game mocks okay. super smash brothers yeah, uh, the game they play is called Attack
1: fan. Fam. And so he's like a number one Attack Fam player. and Tech she's fam. She's number two and they meet in real life. And she is so mean. She's like, why'd you wear those pants? Why'd you wear that wrinkly shirt? Why haven't you showered for 10 days? I don't understand why you'd show up here. And he was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I did it. I didn't know. And then she invites him over to her house to help him with life. So I'm excited to see where that goes. I think that'll be an interesting journey. You think the two of them will fall in love?
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that that's going to happen eventually. Um, But at the very least, he's going to get in a relationship with some characters pretty soon. And the characters in that show look pretty cool. And so I'm excited to continue watching that show and see what else is in store.
1: The last anime we watched recently is Attack on Titan episodes 11 through 13. So these last couple episodes have been intense. Oh my goodness. That fight at the restaurant was crazy.
0: Yeah. And just the amount of stuff we learned. The army has Zeke's spinal fluid in their wine and they are totally poisoned in a way and he could strike at any time and take down a lot of the army like main people and it's just the implications of that and we saw Sasha's parents and Sasha's almost boyfriend get their revenge in a way and it's, it was like crazy <sighs> that was so emotional and it, and passionate when Nicolo, uh, when, when
1: Gabby runs up to Nicolo with Falco and she's just like Hey, I killed Sasha. I killed that girl that was on there. And he's just like, you did what now? And he just smacks her in the head with a wine bottle. Well, he tries to, but then Falco jumps in the way. And that was just crazy. He was so upset. It I was really emotional how Sasha's family chose to forgive her, except for the one that tried to attack her. That was okay. scary. But they forgave her. Her parents did. And that was really emotional. And then, of course, now we're learning about the Jaegeris and Lock is so crazy he was like oh Zeke's final food in the wine is that that's real all like of course I knew that of like
0: course how? I did because
1: he's creepy he's crazy all these Jaegerists seem a little bit a little bit out there to me just saying
0: yeah but it's still really entertaining
1: it is really entertaining
0: just in general knowing that Aaron and Zeke are working together in a way it blows my mind I don't understand
1: I just really wish I understood exactly what Aaron's endgame is with all of this because it feels very much like he's betraying his friends. But I know that that isn't, that can't be the case, right? He loves his friends more than anything. This can't be what he's doing, right? It's got to be some sort of endgame that we just don't know about.
0: Yeah, that's what I keep thinking too, but I'm never sure anymore.
1: But him showing up at the very end with his hand cut open, just like, hey, Mikasa, Armin, can y'all talk? The right after that whole together. incident with Gabby, right there, and the the way that Armin and Mikasa forgave Gabby and saved her too,
0: gang is back together. Again. Yeah, the
1: gang's back together. Don't know what's gonna happen. The last couple episodes here have been so intense, and I cannot wait. We have three episodes left to go. Two of them we're gonna get a watch this weekend because of the earthquake in japan putting the one episode back a week so that'll be interesting to see and then we just got one more week after that i'm sure there will be a part two of season four because this doesn't cover all the manga so
0: gosh but I can't wait Even. two episodes tomorrow
1: I'm very excited I cannot wait to see what happens after Aaron enters the room there because I bet whatever he has to say is going to be intense and I think that Armin is honestly on his last rope with Aaron right now because he's mm-hmm. been causing so many problems and I don't think this is what Armin had in mind for how they would like he really has the
0: He really has been causing crazy amounts of problems, but at the same time, you know that he knows something that we don't know. Like he has to have.
1: There's got to be some end game plan that Aaron has. I trust Aaron enough and maybe I shouldn't, but I trust him enough as a main character that he has good intentions for his friends well-being that he would not rue over his friends or that he wouldn't endanger them in some way. But I guess we'll see. Maybe my mind will change as we go along here. All right. Well, that does it for this episode of Talk No Jutsu. So thank you so much to everybody for listening today. And we will see you next time.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening.